What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to the Keystone Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Marcus Petnetti. Thank you for tuning in. This week's episode is something special. I didn't even know that we could do this, and I am now aware, and I'm very excited about it. So, we can hunt squirrels with dogs in Pennsylvania. This is news to me. I like killing squirrels, and I love dogs. So, that makes a lot of sense for me to get Mr. Joe Seaburn on this podcast and talk about his dog, Willow. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. It's just something different that I didn't even know existed. So, in this, we're going to go down the road of... uh, basically talking killing squirrels and small game isn't something that i feel like is as popular as it used to be in pennsylvania i know that when i was growing up there was you know rabbit hunting squirrel hunting and as i got a little bit older you know to the age where it was a little easier to pull back some more poundage on the bow it's kind of like you know i got the whitetail bug and it was (laughs) history from there so this kind of brought me back a little bit. It made me think of some times of hunting with my dad and my pap and uh, my brother and I'm being out there squirrel hunting and some other things, thinking about how hard they are to skin, if you know what I'm talking about. And we do get down that road in this podcast talking a little bit about that. Some recipes on how to cook them up. Just a wild ride, and I really enjoyed Joe. So if you guys could please go follow follow whisper in the wind outdoors that's the page that he uses on instagram platform and you guys can go check out his dog willow highly recommend you support and i hope you guys enjoy the show thank you ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the keystone chronicles podcast and today i think i got one hell of a episode lined up for you and it's something a little bit different here I got Joe Seaburn, Seaburn. I'm saying that right, right, Joe? Correct, yes. Okay. I got him on here, and uh, we're going to talk about killing some some small game, some squirrel, and we're going to talk about using dogs to do it. So um, this is, like I, like I was telling you right before we come on, man, this is something really out of the realm that I knew that we were even doing. So super exciting for me, number one, because I love dogs, you know, and number two, I like killing squirrels, so... This is a match made in heaven for me. So, Joe, let's just do a little introduction, man. Let me uh, let me let you introduce yourself, let who you are, what you do for a living, and where you're from. Absolutely. My name is Joe Seaburn. I uh, live in western Pennsylvania, uh, Lawrence County area. Uh, I'm a police officer. That's what I've been doing for about six years now. So, in my spare time, I've been probably for the last five years now, I squirrel dogs uh, i only have one dog but okay what takes up most of my time and in the meantime i'm deer hunting turkey hunting just mm-hmm. fishing doing whatever i can to stay outside and stay active and just trying to enjoy myself yeah man i feel you and it's, it's it's like you never have enough time to do it i i know what do, do you yeah, normally do you like especially this time of the year when it gets dark so early i mean mm-hmm. i told my wife i was like i gotta I never know what time I'm going to get off from day to day. So right. usually end up waking up around like six o'clock in the morning and I go to the gym and then I go get the dog out and I run the dog for a couple hours. And so just so she gets her exercise and then I head off to work. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Being a police officer, I, I'm sure that you work a couple different shifts. I don't know if you guys swing or, you know, what. Um, I'm, I'm more of like a, show up and depend on how the day goes i have a little bit more flexibility in my job but it's kind of show up and 
see what kind of mess you can get yourself into that day, and that depends on how long you're going to stay at work that day. I feel you, man. How long have you been a police officer? Uh, since 2016, so six years now, seven yeah. years. Nice, man. Nice, man. What made you want to go down that path? Uh, that's just what I always wanted to do, honestly. I mean, I, I've been always the kind of guy who I, I can't sit behind a desk. I, I need to be constantly doing something. And ever since I was a little kid, I just thought that that was a cool job, helping people. And uh, I'm, I'm mainly into the narcotics realm of policing right now. So yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just a fun aspect for me. And I, I enjoy I, I enjoy that uh, realm of Taking the drugs off the street and putting drug dealers behind bars, even though, I mean, as everybody knows right now, the laws are kind of swayed back and forth. It's not really ideal, but, I mean, hopefully it'll come around eventually. Yeah. Now, I I understand exactly what you're saying. I tried to get to State Police Academy for about um, probably four years, and it was like okay. right whenever all that, uh, like, the uh, pay freeze was going on with them guys, and they had like a hiring freeze. Yeah. And they were only taking like, oh man, I think the biggest class out of the four times that I went through, it was like 80. I think that that was the biggest one. And like my rank was the one time my rank was like 89 or something and I ended up taking like 62. Yeah. I mean, for, for a long time, it was very, very rare for anybody to even get in a state police. Yep. Like they were taking, you had to have prior police experience mm -hmm. on top of a lot of other stuff mm -hmm. like military and, yeah military and know somebody and yep. quite frankly everybody i talk to now is the state police are begging people to come yep yep yeah that's true man that's true i mean yeah i i know you know i know of a lot of people that got hired pretty pretty quickly and pretty easily after i went down a different career path but you know everything happens for a reason is the way i look at it man so oh, absolutely um but yeah, let's let's get into talking some hunting, man. I I got to know, you know, what how does the day start whenever we're going squirrel hunting? You know, you're going to get the dog out, you're going to get him packed up. Is it is it a male or a female you're running? Let's hear about your dog first. I have a fe I have a female blue tick here now and right now. Okay. And what's what's her name? Willow. Willow. Okay. And how how old is she? She uh, is six and a half right now. She was born in September. So, I, funny story. I actually got her the day that I graduated the police academy. Oh, that's awesome, man. And my then fiance, my now wife, went and we left the police academy ceremony and drove to Columbus, Ohio in an absolute blizzard <laughs> and ended up picking her up. And at this time, I didn't know nothing about squirrel. I didn't even know squirrel dogs were a thing. Right. I, I had always trapped all through high school and college to make some extra money. And my my now wife wanted a dog that she could work out with and take for runs. Mm -hmm. so we, we both settled on a blue tick coonhound. So at the time, I didn't know nothing about like no Facebook group pages or nothing like that. Right. We ended up looking on Craigslist and a breeder had, uh, a, or actually, we had a guy, I think in Cleveland who told me he was going to sell me a blue tick that was three months old already. And he said that, I said like, Hey, listen, I'm out of town at the moment. Can you hold this dog until Wednesday? Mm -hmm. I'll come grab it. Right. He was like, yeah, no problem at all. Well, come like Tuesday, I was like, Hey, do you still got that dog? I'm going to come get it tomorrow. He was like, Oh no, I, I sold it yesterday. I was like, Oh, it's kind of shitty, but whatever. Right. 
flaky people. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So then uh, kept looking and found a breeder out in Columbus and just had a litter of blue tick puppies. Well, didn't know at the time, but wasn't exactly the healthiest litter. We went and picked up this dog from a, pretty much a trailer. Mm-hmm. Had It was probably like five pounds at 12 weeks old. Like it was completely malnourished, had fleas all over it. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I like I showed up. I was like, I don't want this dog. Like, uh, why why am I gonna pay a hundred dollars for this dog? It got fleas and might be dead by the time I get home. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, No, we gotta take it. We gotta take it. <laughs> I was like, All right, I guess if you want it, we'll take it. Right. So I mean, it didn't take long. We got it up far nourishment wise and mm-hmm. got it healthy. And I mean, looking back in the long run, seems like. Everything worked out for a reason. And I tell people all the time, I mean, you know how it is with dogs. People are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on these dogs. And I got a dog that I feel like is pretty good and keeps me in pretty much any competition and trees squirrels. And I paid a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> yeah. so. That's, that's awesome, man. I mean, I can tell you like <clears throat> the one dog that I have, we have two, uh, silver labs and, uh, I grew up around labs, always wanted labs and all that. And, just so, yeah. just so happened, you know, I seen a silver one one time and I was like, wow, I got, I got to have one of them. You know, that's, that's different. And, um, my wife and I were dating at the time and I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get us a dog. And I, <laughs> I think I had to pay, like, honest to God, I think I paid 800 bucks for him. And looking back, you know, like it, it, that is a lot of money for a dog, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know. You know, like they're, they're, they're kind of like irreplaceable. And, and as far as money wise, you know, I, I know why people spend a lot of money on dogs, but you can, like you're talking, like there's, I've heard stories of people spending, I mean, buku money on an animal. And it's, oh yeah. I mean like these coon dogs and squirrel dogs. I mean, I know a guy who, I mean, I hear stories on Facebook and I read, I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. into the squirrel dog competitions right, right. now. And stuff like that. So there's people paying 25, 30,000 for dogs right now. And that's just squirrel dogs. I mean, you get into the coon dog world and they're spending a hundred thousand dollars on dogs. That's crazy, man. That's just wild to me, you know, but at the same time, I, I mean, you can say, boy, that's crazy. You know what? But if they got it, it ain't tricking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, if you, if you got, if you got the money to spend on it and you want to do it, I mean, right. more power to you. Cause I mean, quite frankly, I know there's a couple competitions coming up where if you win that competition, the payout's like fifty thousand dollars. So, I mean, you're winning, you're winning a lot of money back right there. Well, I didn't know there was that much money in that. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's starting to become very similar to the coon dog world right now, mm-hmm. where you, you can win a good chunk of money. Damn, damn. Um, so did you did you purposely get the female, or um, was that just you know you want to pick her up and that hey I'm just gonna take the the female. I mean, they sent us some pictures of the dogs beforehand, and that's just the one that we mm-hmm. decided on looked the best. And I got you. Went with it. Is that something that you uh, dabbled at all, or is she is she fixed up? She's neutered, or yeah, she's a house dog. She's actually uh, sleeping on the couch right now, so mm-hmm. she uh, was fixed at an early age. And I got you. That, I mean, that's something that at the time I didn't know being would be a factor at all so mm-hmm. can't really go back and change it now yeah but. yeah no no doubt it's a lot of work though man i i know some people that do it oh, too absolutely and, uh, too, yeah. hats off to them you know what i mean they're not just in it to make money either you know they 
it's, yeah, and I mean, looking back, I'm I'm not I'm not upset that right. It, it's just a matter of what happened, and I, because I mean, looking back, I never even knew that. So, quite frankly, I long story short, I never even knew that hunting was or a squirrel dog was a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I truly didn't, and. So as we were saying earlier, I got out of the academy and I'd always trap to make some extra money. Right. And I uh, I ended up getting put on nights when I got out of the academy at my first police job. And I was like, oh, well, that kind of puts a damper on like my whole coonhound experiment because I can't really do much with it at that point. Mm-hmm. So my dad was me and my dad always squirrel hunt a lot. And he was telling me, he was like, oh, well, it's a tree dog. I mean, why don't you just see what you can do with it? Maybe train, train it to tree squirrels. And in, in my mind, I was like, we're onto something here. Like, right. nobody else does this. I don't know a single other person that hunts a squirrel dog. <laughs> right. And, and after that, I ended up just getting on and Googling, like, mm-hmm. squirrel dog training tips or something like that. Just because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And come to find out. There's all these Facebook pages, like websites, stuff like that. And I think I ended up getting on to uh, a website called Squirrel Dog Central or something like that. Okay. Ended up talking to a guy uh, who ended up living up in Mercer, Pennsylvania. And he was like, oh, yeah, I have a dog. It won the PA State Championship uh, two years ago. If you want to come up, you're more than welcome to come hunt with me. And I, I went up and hunted with him and... In my mind, I was like, and at this point, Willow was probably six to eight months old. Mm-hmm. And she was she treated her first squirrel by herself, and I was like, I mean, how many, how 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 good could the dogs be and stuff like that? I was like, she's treating squirrels. I mean, she'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I tell you, we went. I went up to this guy, and this dog put on a a squirrel treating clinic, <laughs> and I was like, what in the world is going on here? I was like, this is crazy. And I mean, kind of from that point on, I was like, this is something where I'm going to spend as much time as I can and train her. And I mean, she, she's been really good to me. She's won a lot of hunts and placed pretty high in a lot of hunts. And there's not, there's not many times where I show up and she makes me look, I mean, she's done it before. She makes me look like an idiot every now and again, but like I said, they're dogs and she, she's been very good to me over the years. Yeah. But that's, man, that's, it's, it's wild to even hear, you know, like you didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't have to like really train her right away. Like she just kind of treated no, her I mean, on her own, you know? Yeah, I, so growing up, I trained, I trained different kind of dogs with my dad. And mm-hmm. the one thing that we all, we, we trained beagles and rabbit dogs. Right. How you always did that was you caught a rabbit in a cage and a trap and, mm-hmm cut the rabbit loose and sent the dog right after it yeah. and boom there, there was how you trained your dog and i i ended up catching a squirrel in a box trap and i we have a field and there's one little tree in the middle of the field i was like yeah i'm gonna cut this squirrel loose in the middle of this field and i guarantee you it's gonna run up that tree mm-hmm. and sure enough i cut it loose and i cut the dog behind it and she barked probably five or six times tree and up that little tree in the middle of the field and after that i uh more or less cut showing her live quit showing her live game and just spent a lot of time walking through the woods and i'll never forget we were 
on our property and she wasn't really far out ahead of me or anything like that, maybe 50 yards. And all of a sudden I hear her wind up on this huge locate. And I was like, Oh, what are you doing? And I look up a tree where she's at and the squirrel starts running up a tree. I was like, Oh, I guess you figured out what we're doing here. And ever since then, I mean, it's, it's not really, she, we don't, you asked earlier, we don't really have a routine anymore. She kind of is very good at, I, I will say she's a very good dog. I mean, she's a house dog. She sleeps at the foot of the bed every night. Mm-hmm. She knows as soon as that beep on the collar hits for a tracking collar, she knows it's game time. And she, she's, she's very able to flick that switch back and forth and know when she's at home, just messing around and when it's time to go to work. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. And I mean, that is in their nature, you know, um, that breed of dog is just, you know, it's bred to hunt and that's what they're good at. Oh yeah. Um, so take, walk me down the road here. Just, you know, what, what goes on? Like you, 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 you get her ready, you put a collar on her, you know, you, you're using some form of, of beeper or, you know, location device, whatever. Yeah. I have the, uh, Garmin Astro, I believe is what I have. Okay. Now, and I, it's a, it took me a while to learn it. I'm pretty technologically, uh, not good at it so mm-hmm. um pretty much i mean I'll, i have a bunch of patches of woods that i hunt at now uh i'll just load her up in the truck and head to where we're going when we get there i turn on that collar and she knows the sound of the beat by now she her ears perk <laughs> up and she gets ready to get going so um, um i i do want to ask you because something you know when i was growing up i i did train rabbit dogs and we had rabbit dogs and always really enjoyed that aspect mm-hmm. um so when I would shoot the rabbits, what I would do is I'd gut them, you know, but I'd always give her the organs, you know, that was like, uh, yep. like I, I, we used to do that too. Okay. I was just, I was just kind of curious if, 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 if it takes, you know, if she sits there like, Hey, you know, what, what do I get or anything like that? But so I, I'll be honest with you and it's different for every dog, mm-hmm. but for her, I, I, quite frankly, if, I'll take her hunting. And maybe one out of every five to ten squirrels she trees, I'll shoot down to her. I mean, she's the kind of dog where if she doesn't get it shot down to her, I call her off and it's on to the next one. She doesn't even think twice about it, um, which is it's, it's really, really nice. It's easy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, for as, as what you were saying about giving them a treat, uh, if I shoot it down to her... I, she pretty much, it, it's not when rabbit, when you're rabbit hunting, you kind of like let the dog catch up to the track once you shoot it. Yep. Um, yep. So, so to describe what she does is I'll cut her loose and she will literally go as far as need be. I, I don't really have a range on her. I let her go as far as she wants. I have that tracking collar on her. So mm-hmm. I know where she is at all times. Um, I can kind of tell based off of her if there's anything moving that day or if it's going to be a slow day. But she will go throughout the woods until she finds a hot squirrel track. Um, she'll take that track, usually not very far. I mean, the squirrels don't really, really, I mean, they will, but she'll take it until that squirrel goes up a tree. And she will pretty much let out one big locate and turn it over into chops. Mm-hmm. And she'll sit at that base of that tree and bark until I get to her. Whether I mean, there's been competition hunts where uh, we've had to go score other dogs and haven't been able to get directly to her right away. And 
she's been treed for 40 plus minutes sometimes. But Damn. She'll sit there until I get to her or, I mean, a lot of times, obviously, I try to get to her as quick as I can, but that doesn't always happen, but she's pretty good about not leaving where she's at. She'll sit at the base of that tree and bark until I show up with her. Now, you know, you, you, you tree this squirrel and it goes up a tree, you know, normally they'll run up and you know, they'll sit on a limb or whatever and they might you know, be barking back yeah. at the dog or whatever. Do, does it happen a lot where you just nest them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially certain times of the year mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean, squirrels are going to go up trees where they want to go up for the most part. So whether that's a hole in the tree where they have a den or like you said, a nest, um, they're going to go where they feel safe. And I mean, if that dog gets them to a point where they feel like they need to climb right now, or that dog is going to catch them, uh, they'll go up or that dog might win them, be able to smell them up on the limb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, for a while there, I was keeping stats and, uh, like in, including trees that had dens and nests in them, it was on average I would see squirrels in the, anywhere from five to six trees out of ten. And I mean, I, I, in my personal opinion, I feel like that's pretty good, including squirrels that could have either jumped out of that tree and gone to another tree, or been in a nest or in a den in a nearby tree. Yeah. Yeah, that's – oh, man. So if she does nest one or they den up, will she sit there and bark at them too, or she should she use her eyes too? No. Um. So there's a lot of dogs that will use their eyes. Mm-hmm. She's pretty much 100% nose. I got you. So if she smells it, that's where she stays. I see. Yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. So walk walk me through, you know, she's treed one. Like you said, she's given a locate bark, and then she's chopping at it. You show up and then kind of walk me through what goes on from there. So my routine is just by just because I competition hunter a lot. Mm-hmm. No matter before I even start looking for a squirrel, I'll uh, I walk in and leash her up and tie her to a tree, and that's just my repetition because when I was training her and anybody that a lot of people that competition hunt, once you declare your dog tree in a competition. That dog has to stay at that tree. It, it can't leave that tree or you take minus points. Hmm. So that's just my routine. You walk in, tie them up, and then make sure you know they're not going nowhere. Gotcha. Um, so then I'll start looking. A lot of the times, if it's there, you'll usually see it as you're walking in regardless. But, uh, I mean, like I said, if I'm carrying a I'll, – I'll, I'll be honest with you. A lot of times I don't even – I think last year – I didn't shoot a single squirrel. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I took guys with me that shot squirrels. Right. But she got squirrel shot down to her. But I mean, that's what I do a lot. I'll, I'll take other guys with me that want to hunt and yeah. let them have fun. And I mean, oh yeah, I'm more or less out there just to train the dog. But yeah. at the same time, I, I do shoot some squirrels down too. Every year, I uh, one of my old chiefs is a member of a VFW nearby, so. I donate like 30 squirrels to him and he gives me free tickets to go to the dinner. So every now and again, I'll go on a couple of kill hunts and shoot some squirrels down and have a little bit of fun. And hell yeah, man. But at the same time, uh, just to get back, uh, once I see the squirrel, I'll get positioned in a way that I can shoot it. And 
try to put the best ethical shot on it, obviously. Right, right. No and doubt. Nine times out of ten, it just drops down. Sometimes they still got a little kick left in them, and I let Willow take care of that. But Yeah, they're tough, man. Squirrels yeah, are freaking I mean, they, tough. A lot of people don't understand that, especially coons. Coons are one of the toughest animals I've ever seen. Yeah. They just don't want to die, but uh, I'll let her basically – She'll see it fall out of the tree, so she's watching it. She pretty much sees it up there, and she see, once once the gunshot goes off, she knows what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times where if I miss, she like turns around and looks at me like, "What's going on, Dad? Why isn't it falling?" Right. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let it fall down, and usually it falls down right into her lap, and I'll let her. She usually chews on it for a minute, and then I'll take it and mm-hmm. gut it and send her back on her way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Man, I'm surprised you only even kill like 30 or so a year. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of all on a need basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I understand. I, I, I keep enough for myself to eat and mm-hmm. what I donate, and my dad eats a lot of them too. So yeah, but even at that, I I, I try not to. I, I it, it's ignorant to say, but if I really wanted to, I could go kill 500 squirrels a year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, but you I could mean, probably light it up. But, I mean, I I, I don't want to kill all my spots, and mm-hmm. there's no need for that. I'm not going to eat them as quick as I can kill them. Yeah. So, I guess right into that, you know, we're talking squirrel. It, is there more or less one that you kill more than the other as far as grays or fox squirrel? Uh, so, so I, I travel a lot for mm-hmm. different competitions and stuff like that, and right where I'm at, I'd probably say it's a – 60 40 split in favor of fox squirrels maybe even more towards fox squirrels um i was just out in auburn pennsylvania okay a couple weeks ago for a competition and they have only gray squirrels um if you go even further west where i am into ohio i'd Mm. probably say it's 80 20 fox squirrels yep and then you go down i was in west virginia last weekend and it's probably 70, 30 gray squirrels. I mean, it, you, you get patches, so it, it's hit and miss no matter where you're at. But once you get into a patch of, like, say, fox squirrels, it's going to be fox squirrels in that patch and vice versa. So, I mean, yeah, it's just all geographical, too. Just, well, really where you're at. you know, that and I've seen plenty of fox squirrels run off grays. And I'll say, you know, like you were saying, in Ohio, all the spots I hunt in Ohio are predominantly fox squirrel but oh there, there, there's no there's very very little gray squirrel there. yeah that now if you come out here like if you come around my house it's so rare to see a fox squirrel i can tell you this year i videotaped a fox squirrel and sent it to my dad on our property and we were all like holy heck there's fox squirrel because they just never been here yeah i you mean know? anybody a lot of people i talk to that are out like even the center of the state if you even go Anywhere east of where I'm at, it starts to really get predominant gray squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird, man. I, I really would like to know what the science is behind that. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that could probably tell me. But um, Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, it, it's predominantly gray squirrels here. But So um, you were saying you use the gun. You, do you also shoot them with the bow? So, <laughs> funny you ask. Uh, I, I don't, but uh, once a year, me and my buddies uh, – I'm not sure if you know, uh, they're the Northern Outcast Outdoors. Okay. And they, they also do the uh, Whitetail Distraction Podcast. Okay. 
Uh, we all live pretty much within 15 minutes of each other. So once a year, we all get together and have like a big squirrel hunt. We're actually doing it this Saturday. Nice. And uh, we, we designate. So I'm in charge of the dog. Uh, we have one guy that films. There's two guys that take their bows and two guys that take guns. So, I mean, if they if they have a squirrel that's low enough, they try to take a shot with a bow. And I mean, we've, I, I haven't, I'm not good enough with a bow, but they've hit a lot of them. And at the same time, they've missed a lot of them. So <laughs> it's just a fun little challenge. Yeah, definitely, man. I, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I, I mean, especially with the guys with shotguns, you know, Hey, I missed clean them up. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if they miss that, if they miss with the bow and that squirrel starts timbering out of the tree, they, uh, they clean it up or try to at least. Yeah. That's, that's pretty exciting. That's, and you know, what's funny that you say that you guys are going to do it this Saturday because, you know, I feel like the deer season has dwindled down for a lot of guys and really, you know, the diehard guys are the ones that are still out there or your smoke stick guys. I actually shot one on Monday, I think. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, uh, but like you said, it's, Deer season's died down. Mm-hmm. Squirrels until what the second or third week of February. So yep, yep. We'll have a month or so of small game season, and then by that time it'll be getting ready for turkey season. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's that, what we were just talking about before the podcast. You know, that's the beauty of the state. You know, like and like I always you'll hear me on almost every episode. Like I don't want to go down the road to Sunday hunting, but boy, if if, if you had that too, you know. Guys, oh, guys like me who work up my Monday through Friday schedule and, you know, got to take care of little ones and all that other stuff, you know, it's, it, it is nice to have the extra day to do it, but, um, you know, being able to have the season run as late as it does for small game, it, it's, it's so nice. Cause like you said, you could hang up the smoke stick or the bow or whatever and, you know, grab, grab the blunder bust and head out and do some small game hunting rabbits and squirrels pheasants and all absolutely that. that's it yeah i mean we haven't got i i do a lot of ice fishing too but we haven't got enough ice we had like three days before it got back up to 60 but i mean anybody that lives in pennsylvania knows that you can have all the seasons in one day so it went from what we have negative 32 <laughs> with a wind chill one day and it was 60 the next day so yeah. i mean it's it's crazy yeah that and I know I was one of the ones that got sick. I know a lot of people got sick, and I'm sure it had something to do with that shift. In the oh, weather. yeah, the 120-degree temperature swing does that, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you ever run into any black squirrels? So I some, – some of my buddies actually just said that they've been treeing them recently, but I've ever – Willow's only ever treed two black squirrels. Both were over in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, the guy that – took me there missed and i was like i, I was actually pretty mad because that, that was kind of a bucket list thing for me he was like oh yeah we see black squirrels all the time and willow treed one and he ended up missing and it got away and got in a den and Damn. i i wasn't really th- i wasn't thrilled but i ended up going out to that same spot with him later that year and it was a really snowy day uh weather wasn't ideal for squirrel hunting but we were treeing a couple here and there and Willow hit up a big locate and we walked into the tree and I leashed her up and I just started, it was a small tree. I started looking and I saw something black up in the tree and I was like, that's a black squirrel. And I looked at him and I was like, do not miss this. Whatever you do, do not miss this. 
and he shot and it dropped and I didn't even let Willow chew on it. I grabbed it right away. As soon as I hit the ground, I threw it in my vest and <laughs> I, that day I had it, a taxidermist. Yeah. That's awesome. So you got him back then by now, I'm sure. Yeah. I got him back. He, he, he looks pretty good. He's sitting in my basement with the rest of my, uh, mounts and it's a nice addition. What did you, uh, did you, how did you get him out? Like on a piece of like bark or something or. Yeah. I got him on a, uh, like a driftwood driftwood uh piece of bark pretty much yeah. he like sits up against the wall yeah yeah i i got one real real similar it's a it's a fox squirrel like i was saying at the time you know back whenever i we shot that i i was really little but like that was a big deal you know what i mean like it wasn't wasn't oh yeah i mean we, we, we don't see them around here so that's that's big for me to be able to get one mm-hmm. and i mean i i find it funny too uh i'm on that uh pennsylvania squirrel hunter facebook page and uh you you see those guys from the eastern side of the state and they're like oh hey what do i gotta where do i gotta find a fox squirrel at and i'm like oh yeah i I treat four of them today (laughs) but uh they're like trying to figure out what they can do and asking to come out this way and i mean i i get it it, that's like the equivalent of us training a black squirrel out here is right i mean they don't ever see fox squirrels out their way right well the thing that's cool too is you know if they're not used to fox squirrel the size difference alone you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely too um i mean i i uh i'm trying to think of the name the outdoor drive podcast i, I got a part of it i'm not a part of the po- drive podcast but they put on a uh squirrel competition every year mm-hmm. it's the month of january so I, I do it. It's whoever kills the most squirrels and the biggest squirrel. And just cause, so because that started, I've been killing a couple more squirrels just to put in for the competition. But I think I measured my biggest fox squirrel and it was like 28, 29 inches. And then looking at my biggest gray squirrel it was like 24. So, I mean, you, not even lengthwise, but just the sheer size of the squirrel and the meat and everything like that you can tell the difference in the thighs and the arms and everything like that oh my yeah oh my goodness and yeah they're they're way bigger that's just like uh when i get time my dad and uh, a couple of his friends and some other family go up to maine and they go snowshoe hare hunting okay uh, yeah you know just the size difference it's like yeah you know the size difference yeah it's just it's just wild it's and that's i just think that's a good comparison you know to um the size of a, of a gray squirrel versus the size of a, of a fox squirrel. But, um, so if you do get them, do you just throw them in your game bag or, you know, do you skin them out in the field? What's your process for that? So I used to skin them out in the field. Mm-hmm. And then recently I learned that a new way to skin them. So you just cut right below the tail and chop the uh, i keep clippers in my bag too mm-hmm. and i'll chop the feet and arms off and when you cut right behind the tail you step on the tail and pull the legs and it kind of skins itself so then i'll do that and completely skin it and then pending where the shot placement is i'll either just cut the legs off and that way i don't even have to gut it or i will uh if it's the squirrel, if it's like, say it's a headshot Mm -hmm. and the whole squirrel body's good from there, I'll cut the stomach open, drop the guts out and I'll have the entire squirrel arms and back strap and all. Yeah, I got you. I, 
<laughs> I think it's the only thing I don't like about squirrel hunting is I bring them home and, you know, after the rigor mortis sets in and they get all hard. I'm telling you, I've, I've skinned so many squirrels, my thumbs have gone numb, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it's, I, I told my dad the other day, I was like, if I didn't hate, it probably has something to do with it, how much I hate skinning squirrels mm-hmm. or else I would probably shoot more of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's why I lean towards rabbit hunting for the most part because, you know, I mean, number one, it takes one BB to kill them. <laughs> And number two, you just grab a hold of them and pull them apart, and then you know I can quarter them down and cook them. But yeah, that's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's how I am with turkey. Like I've I've skinned. I don't even. I just pop the breast out of my turkeys now. I can have it done in fifteen minutes. It's yeah. just squirrels are just a, I like you said they're they're tough. very difficult to skin. It just takes. I mean, some people you look on YouTube and there's people that have them skinned in 30 seconds. But I mean, yeah, I've good, seen good, good for them because I can't do it. Yeah, honestly, good for them because I have seen so many different methods, man. Like I seen this one video, a uh, guy had like this, uh, look like a can crusher thing he had on his wall. Yep. Yeah, they. I I've seen them selling them now too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like held the tail in place, and then like. It just, it gra- you know, they, they got a certain part of the hide and it grabbed a hold of it and he pushed down on it, used the leverage or whatever he was pushing down on to, you know, pull it apart. But you yep. know, I swear yep. to God, when you watching videos, they make it look easy. You know, I, I've seen people, you know, squeeze a rabbit and squeeze the guts out of their butt. But, you know, I, I remember the first time I tried it. Well, here, my shot just wasn't in a good spot. And, it's, you know, of course, as soon as I squeeze it, it, the whole thing blows out on the side. And I'm like, oh, I ain't doing it no more. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it's it can definitely be difficult, but um, so you get them skinned up and you got them. How do you how do you normally cook them? So I've cooked them a couple of different ways now. Uh, when I started, I would more or less just put them in like a stew. But uh, recently, I've tried some different methods where you just completely debone them, and you can make uh, tacos stuff like that out of it, or my new favorite method that I is my go-to right now is I'll just take the legs off and I put it in an air fryer with like a buffalo sauce or hot sauce mm-hmm. or garlic farm sauce and pretty much just make like a squirrel chicken wing. Yep. Yep. That's funny you say that, man, because that's, you know, really similar to to what I like to do with them. Unless it's just butter, garlic in a, you know, a hot cast iron and I want something simple if not, um, I've made them and put them in the crock pot with, uh, like you said, like a buffalo, and just had my, you know, they're not they're not hot wings, but they're, I mean, really they're super similar. But yeah, I really lean towards making them like that too. That and um, I don't know if you've ever had uh, you ever had a it's called polenta. It's like no, a, I've never had it. It's like a grit. Think of like a grit. That's the best thing I can like kind of think that that it is. And I made like a. Uh, is my great Graham's recipe. It's like a, a red sauce that you just okay. throw your squirrel and you can throw rabbit into, you know, whatever you're cleaning out the freezer or whatever you're doing. And, um, you just, you know, you're, you're able to dip in, and it's kind of like a meat sauce that goes over top of it, but I'll have to hook. That actually up. sounds really good. I'll it, look at it. it is man. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to hook you up with that. Cause it's just something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that actually, that sounds really appetizing. I'm gonna have to look into that because I'm, I, I like I like making sauce and stuff like that, and even putting it over a pasta or something like that mm-hmm. would be really good. I never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing you know, 
which is nice about the crock pot too is the, your meat gets so soft normally then bb's will just drop down to the bottom of the of the crock yeah that's that's another thing is squirrel can be pretty tough so i mean yeah put in the crock pot like you even for a, st- a crock pot stew it makes it a little bit more bearable to eat yeah definitely but it, it is good you know it's surprise i've surprised a lot of people in my life you know they they come to my house and they they kind of know <laughs> like <clears throat> they normally don't ask like if i give you a steak i'm about 90 percent of the time like you're, you're probably eating venison or oh, you know yeah. <laughs> elk or something you know what i mean and uh they know like if i give them something that doesn't look normal like well, what am i eating you know what i mean <laughs> And, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of one of those scenarios because why are you asking if because you got a smile on your face and you like the taste of it, you know what I mean? Yep, that's it. You like the taste, but you don't <laughs> want to know what you're eating. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So I've definitely surprised a lot of people with squirrel. You know, people are like, oh, I would never eat a squirrel. Why would I eat a squirrel? And then they try and they're like, this is really good. What is this? Well, <laughs> you're eating tree rat. Yep. <laughs> that's it, yeah. And I mean, that's kind of funny because, I mean – I had a I had a lot of squirrel one year and I think we went on a family vacation and I put it just like you said uh butter onions and fried it and mm-hmm. served it out and everybody was like no I don't want to eat squirrel or anything like that and my wife's one cousin was like oh I'll just try it I guess I'll try something new and now every time she asks for more so it's kind of funny that like, people once you get past the thought of it and the taste of it it's pretty enjoyable yeah, I, I wish more people were were open to that. But you know what? And and I don't know of a lot of them, at least in my area, that don't go any go on anymore. Is game feeds? I know when I was young, like there was a couple guys, a couple older gentlemen that put them on like twice a year, yep. and you could go yep. and and they had everything from freaking rattlesnake to you know gator to of course like frog legs and stuff like that. But just you know things that normal people don't usually get to eat or might not be around. And it's kind of sad because, I mean, I don't know. I just don't have the time to even think about the one or something like that. But I've talked about it in past episodes that there's something that I I would love to get together. If I could get the right people involved, and I know a lot of people that like cooking, you know, everybody would bring a big freaking plate or something. Boy, I think that that would be one hell of a way to, to have a shindig. Oh, absolutely. I mean, me and my buddies do it. We call it a kill and grill. Okay. But uh, like you said, there used to be, like, you used to go to those rod and gun clubs all over the place, mm-hmm. and they'd have one every year. Yep. And yep. It's Like you said, it's just not like that anymore. It's unfortunate. Well, I think that that just has to do a lot with the declining number of outdoors. Oh, yeah. It's 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 the generation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which is sad, but at the same time, you know, I, I like when people reach out to me, and they're like, hey, man, like, I want to go hunting or fishing. I just... Like I'm, I have no idea what to do, you know. And yeah, I, I mean, even with even with like just because you said squirrel dog hunting is not something that's very prominent or popular, right? Um, there's a lot of people where they'll reach out to me and say like, "Hey, can I bring my kid?" Or mm-hmm, I, I have a young, I have a young dog. Like I want to really try to do this. Will you help me out? And I mean, that that's what I like to do. I, I yeah. growing up. I was that kid where, I mean, my dad is very outdoorsy. He taught me pretty much everything I know, but I have those memories with my dad of him teaching me how to hunt and mm-hmm. making me the outdoorsman that I am now. Definitely. And I enjoy being able to help other people learn about different stuff and stuff like that as well so they can have those memories. Definitely. There's nothing more rewarding than that. And that's why, like, especially when, you know, 
women and men are able to take their children out in the outdoors and have them, you know, take take part of different hunts and different, you know, fishing trips and stuff like that. It's way more rewarding. Like I know so many guys who they don't even want to kill deer anymore. They just want to take, you know, youth and such hunting because. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, mm-hmm. like I told you, I I don't. Last year, I I truly didn't shoot many squirrel at all. Yeah. I, it was mainly me taking kids out or taking buddies out and even this year like i mean this coming saturday when we do our squirrel kill right i'm not i'm not taking a gun yeah i'm just out there to let everybody else have fun and mm-hmm. make sure my dog was, does what it's supposed to do and just yeah. and even even last year i mean i shot my turkey on the first day so it was me and a group of my buddies one of which who's newer in turkey hunting we pretty much dialed all of our efforts into getting him a turkey or getting a shot at a turkey and teaching him how to do stuff. So, I mean. And how did that work he, out? He, he ended up getting one on the second to last day of the season. Nice. Nice. Was it a, was it a long beard, Jake? What, what no, you... it, it was just a Jake, but I mean, mm-hmm. he was just as happy. It could have been a 15-inch gobbler, and he was just as happy as if it was anything else. Yeah. There's not, there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I've shot, and I mean, like, I don't even care if it pisses people off. I've shot four Jakes. I mean, I just, it, I'm out there to have a good it, it time. Mean, it means nothing to me. I, I completely agree with you. If it comes in acting like a gobbler, mm-hmm. or if it gets my energy going and gets my blood pumping, it can get shot. Yep. Jake, long beard gobbler, same thing. It don't right. mean nothing to me. They all taste the same. Yeah, for sure, man. As long as, you know, like you said, it. I know too many guys that get caught up in this whole, especially with social media. Oh, my God, man. Like Everybody wants to take a picture and get a bunch of likes. Isn't and, that crazy? It's, I mean, as long as it's a legal animal, right, and makes you happy, there's that's all that matters. It's all you, about. You see, I see people on Facebook posting too, like it's not the biggest deer, but I know, and I, and I, I just stopped reading right there. I was like, you pulled the trigger on it. Be proud of what you shot. Yeah, that's hard to read sometimes. I know it's exactly what you're saying because you know, guys like you or I or a lot of other people, you know, like there's just there's so much respect for the animal that. Oh yeah. You would never ever even think to say something like that. You know, like you're nope. apologizing for taking a deer's life. I seen a video not too long ago recently and I forget who posted it. It was on social media somewhere, but these guys caught up with this mule deer that this guy had been hunting for four or five seasons and they're filming it. <clears throat> he takes a shot at it and he doesn't make a real good shot, but they track it and he goes and sticks another arrow in it and like they're standing there and like he shoots it while it's down and he, you know, he ends it and he t- looks at the camera guy and he's dead serious. And he says, take your hat off. And they just stood there and like, they had this moment for like three or four minutes, you know? And it's just, yep. it's just like, him, like <laughs> I completely understand. And, and, and you, you know, guys that understand, you know, if you get it, it's one of the things, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. So, I mean, every animal we shoot, mm-hmm. whether squirrel, turkey, deer, my dad taught me when I was a kid, he, he was, I'm not Native American or anything like that, mm-hmm. but my dad was really into studying the Native American culture. Uh-huh. And the one thing they did was bless their kill, obviously. So we, you always take, he carries like Native American beads mm-hmm. and wherever that animal drops, he hangs them in a tree right next to where the animal dropped. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And every, when we're gutting a deer, we put, or, or a turkey or squirrel or anything like that, when you gut it out, you put the heart in the nearest Y of a tree. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, it, it's disrespectful to throw it on the ground. Mm-hmm. So put it in the tree and 
that's supposed to take its be respectful to the kill. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's freaking awesome, man. I like that. That's that's cool. Yeah, you know, I I know similar, you know, some people do similar things, you know, that's just like sometimes I know that my family, their thing is like, you know, it's your first deer, like, oh, you got to take a bite of the heart. You know, that yep. that's like, you know, that that's always been like our thing or, you know, like, you know, dip your finger in, in the blood and you, you dip know, your you, finger in on your face. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And that's, that's, you know, that's just part of making everything memorable, especially for young people. But, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that we're blessed with. And this is actually a conversation I had not too long ago with another guest that like, we're just, you know, guys like you and I, like where I was raised the same way, like my whole family hunted, you know, my dad showed me everything I know, but I also had like my uncles and my pap and, uh, you know, family friends and stuff like. Oh be... yeah. It was a, it's, it's a big ordeal. Deer season, turkey season. Right. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a family get together. Right. And the squirrel hunting was like the first rite of passage. Like that was always like, okay, you get to go squirrel hunting first and then like, we'll get you in the rabbit. And then like, you know, maybe it'll be time to pick up the rifle and kill deer. And yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, like growing up, I remember my dad had a black lab that mm-hmm. he trained for pheasants. And I, I think pheasant hunting was, like, the first, like, real hunting I went on. And I remember I would carry, like, my red rider thinking I was going to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, it was just fun to go and watch. I mean, I really didn't do anything. It was just fun to watch the dog work and watch them have fun. And then, I mean, we squirrel hunted and rabbit hunted at the same time. We had beagles. and Right. Our, our squirrel hunts aren't like my squirrel hunts now, but... Uh, <laughs> Like my, my dad even yells at me sometimes, or I yell at him back because he'll just go still hunting and shoot a squirrel as it goes by. I was like, "Leave the squirrels for the dog. Like we got a dog for that. You don't need to do that now." <laughs> and I, we yell back and forth. But uh, even that, and then I remember for the longest time, tur- for turkey hunting now is my favorite hunt to go on. Wow. It's just something about it that that is my thing that I I truly love to do. And even at a young age, I remember begging my dad, like, "Can I, it's turkey season. Can I come with you? Like, fall turkey, can mm-hmm. I come with you? He was like, no, not yet. You can't hold still. Right. Stuff like that. And, I, and then finally he was like, I, I would, he would, he'd give me like a old slate call and he'd be like, just practice. Just, you, you're not old enough to go yet. Just practice. Yep. And by the time I was like eight to 10 years old, I was, I was pretty good with a slate call and average with a mouth call. And he was like, okay, you're ready to go. And I remember we we busted up a flock of hens one fall. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, sit down. We're going to call them back in. And I, like, snuggled up right against them. I was still pretty young. And he was like, all right, give me four yelps. And I would try to do whatever I could do. And he was like, give me a putt. I was like, all right. And he would just, like, tell me what to do. And I would be the one calling. And we we ended up actually calling one in. He shot it. And it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's turkey hunting is tough man like i know it's really funny when when you talk about turkey hunting because like i know guys that are like i mean they're just really really good turkey killers yep you know and like i feel like there's like a big gap it's like either like you're okay like you're kind of decent at it like you you're you're patient enough to sit there you know what i mean and maybe get a bird to come into you or you know a bird comes in you know sneaks in on you or something and you get a shot at it or like you're a guy who's going to go out, you roost them, you know exactly where they're at. You're, you're coming in the morning and I mean, you're watching them fly down to you and wham, you're whacking them. Yep. I feel like there is a pretty, 
pretty good difference. And I mean, yeah. it, it takes a lot to be able to master that. Yeah, it does. It does. There's, there's a, definitely a, a lot that goes into it. And yeah, I respect all the guys. I have a lot of respect for Turkey guys because I, I, for one, that's just not something that I'm super good at. And you know, now don't get me wrong. Like my, couple of my buddies like they'll they'll take me with them and that's fine you know i'll, I'll gladly oh, tag yeah, along yeah. and they, they like to sit there behind me and call on a bird and let's go have a good day and maybe we'll get one or whatever but um yeah it, it's hard man because like we were saying you know that this state offers so many different things for you to to do you know especially like, oh yeah that, that's the thing too i mean there, there's so many we have such a plentiful mm-hmm. i mean a lot of people complain about the game commission but right they're doing something right. I mean, yeah, I'm not definitely. super into it. I don't. I don't complain. I don't. That, that's not my place. I'm not that smart. Right. But they're they're doing something right to give us one of the best whitetail states in the country. Yep. We have yep. one of the top turkey populations in the country. You have the pheasant stock program. Mm-hmm. You have whitetail. You have snowshoe. You have squirrels. You have quail. You have all these opportunities. No matter what you like. Pennsylvania has a plentiful opportunity to, for you to be able to pursue that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really amazing. And like we were saying before we come on, you know, like I, I can't really drive very far from my house without running into game lands. And it's, yeah. it's like that for a lot of people, for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. So it's, it's an impressive place to be. And like we said, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I still go to Ohio to shoot whitetail. I go to, you know, if I can, if my time permits, I go to Indiana or West Virginia you know oh yeah i mean i i travel too i mean between my competitions and then i try to go somewhere different for turkey season but mm-hmm. it, it for me it's fun to go different places to see what they offer too yeah and just to, just to see the terrain and mm-hmm. the different challenges that come with going different places like i can i can go to my farm and i can walk my farm with my eyes closed right, right. and go to every stand where i know where it's at yeah it's at but Right. You go somewhere else, and then you have to take the time to scout and find where, what you think is the best opportunity and approach, and it, it just adds that different challenge, and it's fun. Yeah, it is it is fun to get a different viewpoint and landscape of everything else. Um, but you were saying, like, and I, and I did just want to give a shout-out to them, too, but the Pennsylvania Fish Commission does an absolutely great job here, too. Our, yeah. our, our trout fishing is bar none. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't trout fish as much as I used to, but I mean, it, I, I have no complaints with game commissioner, fish commission. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to complain. And then like that, you know, I just want to bring reiterate and say, you know, like the whole Sunday hunting thing, like that's not on the game commission. There's more, you know, there's, there's political play and stuff going because a lot of yeah, i think yeah. that that's what a lot of you get a bad rap from a lot of guys they say they that. take the blame for that mm-hmm. yeah. and they and take... i mean at, at the same point you're never gonna make everybody happy right i mean no doubt you, you look you look at how many people wanted saturday openers because mm-hmm. they wanted more time to hunt and now all the facebook everybody's right. complaining and Oh, yeah. I don't have enough time to get to camp between Thanksgiving and the first day of deer, and right. the first the first weekend was usually our time to hang out and grill. And now we're hunting on Saturday. Like you're never gonna make everybody happy. Yeah. People are gonna find a, find something to complain about no matter what. Yeah, it's unfortunate too. You know, like everybody likes to take a side on something, and you know that that's it's really not necessary. But we could always be open and just, you know. Hey, you don't want to hunt on Saturday, then don't. You know what I mean? Or I mean, if you don't want to hunt on Sunday, you don't got to hunt on Sunday. Nobody says I mean, you do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's I 100% agree with you. Yeah. So it, it is, like you said, it's really hard to make everybody happy. But at some point, you know, 
um, we, we have to come together because especially nowadays, like you get into conversations, people are like, oh, that guy used a crossbow, you know, or stupid stuff like that, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Why use a compound? Well, that's great, but the guy down the road might be using a spear. So you ain't no better than nobody else, you know. If if that guy wants to use that, then it's a legal way to, you know, to shoot deer, then that's what we're going to let him do. Yeah, you know, good, that's it. Good, 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 good on him or her. So, um, well, listen, man, I don't want to keep you too much longer because, honest to God, I could sit here and I could talk to you all, all night. Oh, yeah, we, we, we could probably keep, <laughs> we could keep chatting for a while. But, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much just to wrap it up on my end, I mean, anybody in western Pennsylvania that's has any questions or anybody that wants some more knowledge about, main, I mean, this podcast was mainly geared towards a dog and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. Anybody has any questions about squirrel hunting or squirrel dogs? They're more than welcome to reach out to me. I uh, I actually run an outdoor page. It's Whisper in the Wind Outdoors, and uh, I'm on Instagram and YouTube. We actually do a. I, I I try to film like a five day squirrel series every year, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of working on that right now for 2023. But there's one for 2021 and 2022 up already, as well as some other videos of uh, me filming Willow and what she does and stuff like that along the lines. But so, I mean, anybody that has any interest in that, they're more than welcome to search that on YouTube and Instagram. And you'll be able to see just like a outside looking in view of how we go about our day when we're hunting or training and getting ready for competitions each week because quite frankly i mean it's it takes a toll and i mean even even me i'm like hey i'm ready for like a weekend off or something like that sometimes because like last weekend we woke up at two o'clock in the morning drove down to west virginia for seven o'clock i mean yep she won it's worth it but like i mean the hours it, it truly does take a lot of hours and manpower just to be able to have her ready and keep her in shape and mentally focused for the hunts. And then on my end, knowing what I need to do and keeping everything in order and getting her there so she can do what she needs to do. But it, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody has any questions are more than welcome to reach out to me on that end. And hopefully everybody enjoys it and can learn something new. Yeah, definitely. And I can definitely vouch for the videos. I know that that's how I stumbled upon you. And I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> to these videos, I don't know how many of them I watched. And I just, I got all excited. I, uh, my godson, I got a hold of him and I was like, Hey, uh, you want to do some squirrel hunting this weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that pans out or if we're even able to go. Cause, uh, you know, the, the kids are busy and they got stuff going on too. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even you, I mean, you and I have been in touch. I mean, like next couple of weeks, I'll probably be tied up with these competitions as the season winds down, but I'd be more than happy to get together anytime. And like I said, anybody else has any questions, concerns, or wants to see her in action, uh, as long as I can find time. I actually had a guy reach out to me yesterday, uh, lives down in Waynesboro or Waynesburg. Okay. He said, uh, he had just got a pup and was interested in competition hunting and he stumbled across my page and wanted to know if I would, uh, go out with him i was like yeah honestly anytime as long as i can find time and a schedule and i'll make time and more than happy to talk to anybody or teach him I don't, I don't i don't know much i haven't been doing this that long but well, i can you know pass more along what, pass along you, what i know yeah you definitely know more than what a, a newbie would know 
So yeah. Um, no, man, that's really good on you. And you know, I'm glad you have the page. I'm glad that you you're open to everybody reaching out on you know on your end and being able to give them the, you know the advice and give them even give them the time of the day to say hey. Oh yeah, I don't. Know. That doesn't bother me at all. I mean, it might not be an answer right away, but I will get back to you as soon as I see it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I really thank you for coming on the show, and uh, I'm glad I got to meet you and, and uh, you know, BS with you here. And like you said, uh, if anybody wants to find you, let them know where where they can. And uh, anybody reaches out on my end, I'll send them over to you. Also, I'm gonna try to see if I can link up some of your videos there on that uh, link tree I have in my bio. So anybody listening? Yeah, absolutely. From from that, I I I mean, personally, I'm kind of biased, but I would say like on that 2022 squirrel series. Uh, that probably like day three and day five were the best two in my opinion. And, uh, there's also some on that. We kind of all work together, uh, myself and Northern outcast outdoors and the white tail distraction podcast. We kind of all kind of promote our videos and stuff like that and help each other out. And they have even come with me a few times and they have some videos on their page as well. If anybody wants to check them out as well, they have some videos of Willow and us, our shenanigans and stuff like that doing different <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, man, that's awesome. And I'm glad to hear that you guys, you know, are able to win some of these competitions and stuff. And that's that. I mean, that alone is a feat in itself, let alone being able to go out, have a good time and, and, and be with your dog outdoors, because there's there's not a lot of things that are more fun than that. So, no, no, um, that dog hunting is truly I mean, I, I told I joke with my wife. I told her I was like, I'll, I'll never own another dog that doesn't have a purpose or doesn't hunt because it's just it's so fun to me to be able to watch a dog when it clicks. And mm -hmm. like I said, from that hundred dollar Craigslist dog I bought, and I think it was, it was that hunt that I told you about where we went over to Auburn PA. She uh, won that hunt. <laughs> and by winning that hunt, she had the registry that we hunt in is national, national sporting dog. And that's the main one that I'm pushing right now. And the win with that hunt got her, enough points and enough wins to qualify for the hall of fame so she's exceeded any expectations i could have had and last year when the final stats came out she was the number two dog in the country i think she's number three right now with five weeks left and uh the way things shape out as long as she doesn't have a mental breakdown here in a couple of weeks she should be the number one dog in pennsylvania as well so that's i mean, I mean that's... she's yeah she's exceeded any expectation i could have had and i mean like i said they're, they're dogs there's a lot of times where i've i drove six hours to kentucky and she never barked in a two-hour cast i mean it, it, it's a dog they they make you look dumb every now and again but right. it's those moments where they put it all together that make you proud Hell yeah, man. Well, you put a lot of time in, you know, and that's why it's 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 worth it, especially when everything, you know, shapes up the way it's supposed to and all the puzzle pieces fit together. But it's... No, absolutely. It, it, it's I enjoy it and I, I, I my wife makes fun of me every now and again, says that I spend more time with the dog than I do her, but <laughs> it, it it takes a lot of work, but I try yeah. to split my time evenly. Yeah, I feel you, man. I it is. It's I think that's the hardest time we as outdoorsmen have, you know, like our hobbies aren't sitting here playing the Xbox or watching football and stuff. So we're, we're not really around, you know, we not really around. That's it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. One of the harder things, you know, but I mean, we're also providers too. So that's <laughs> you know. it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Definitely the way to go. So I, I just want to say one more time, you have the whisper in the wind 
uh, outdoors page and anybody that's correct yeah on on youtube and instagram mm-hmm. okay and anybody who's, who's listening and want to find you that's where they can find you at shoot you a couple messages or uh bs with you so absolutely anytime like i said if i don't get back to you right away i'm, I'm pretty busy at work throughout the day so i will get I, I check it every now and again i'll get back to you as soon as i can okay brother well i greatly appreciate you coming on and uh I hope I hope to talk to you here soon, and we'll maybe we'll have you come back through as a guest and get a little update here within a year or so. Absolutely, anytime you can reach out, I appreciate it. All right, brother, thank you. What an awesome episode! I really enjoyed having Joe on, and I hope you guys enjoyed the same. Just to let you guys know, once again, please go follow Joe. You guys can catch up with him, Whisper in the Wind Outdoors. You can check out more with his dog, Willow. I highly recommend reaching out to him if you have any more questions as far as it goes in the world of squirrel hunting with your dog. Please go and subscribe and leave a rating on any podcast platform you listen to. You guys, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.